Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson I'm your host, Dave Johnson uh, Glad to have you with me tonight We've got a lot of women's football to talk about and uh, some other things. Um, before we get started, uh, I would like to uh, say I'd like for everybody to keep in your thoughts and prayers. Jennifer and her family, her papa uh, is in ICU. They're not expecting him to make it too much longer. Um, they put him in there last night and uh, it it don't look good. So um, he he's fought it for a long time. He's a Really, really, really good person. <clears throat> Matter of fact, last year I uh, talked about it on the show. I went to a special gathering they had for him to recognize him for all the um, service he did as a preacher and a uh, uh, reverend, however you want to call all this, his evangelist and churches and stuff, and how many lives of the people he touched. And I think he preached for like... Um, 60 years before he got got sick and couldn't do it anymore. And I remember going and and I was just amazed of how packed this church was of the people that this man had uh, touched their lives and everybody that had, you know had really looked up to him and uh, put it pretty much put him on a pedestal. And there's there's two two people that I can honestly say in my life that um, that I've been around, and and as of today, I'm getting real old anyway, and uh, that's him and, and that I've been around that, that truly live the way they believe and not just, you know, today, maybe tomorrow, but I mean truly live the way they preach and believe and that's our Pat Paul, Cecil Garland, and and uh, Larry Hall. And uh, so he he's not doing good, and, and he's a real fine guy, and, and Jennifer's having a hard time with it, and her family as well. And uh, I want everybody to keep them in their thoughts and prayers. And, uh, you know, like I say, he, he's, he's fought it for a long time. I mean, they've, they've expected him to die for two years or so now, and he's hung in there and made it this long, so um, definitely keep him in your thoughts and prayers, and her as well, she's having a rough time with it, hasn't been too long ago that uh, she lost her other grandfather, so um, she's she's having a pretty rough time, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, we're going to talk about this 
AAF a little bit. I know last week uh, talked about how good Orlando played. Uh, they beat Birmingham last week, and that ran their record to 5-0. Well, then this week uh, the Arizona team must have figured out they wasn't going to let them stand around and pass the ball all over the place. And what little bit i seen uh, that they got after them, and uh, Arizona beat Orlando 5-0. to. Uh, beat them so Orlando is now five and one, and Arizona is three and three. Uh, Salt Lake, they beat Memphis. Salt Lake is now two and two and four. And Memphis is one and five. Uh, the Birmingham team, I believe, beat San Diego, and now uh, San Diego's three and them is uh, also three and three. And uh, San Antonio, I believe, beat San Diego, and uh, that makes San Antonio three and three, and San Diego three and three. So this this little deal they put together for the AAF is is tightened up. And <clears throat> although I still think Orlando's the team to beat, everything's right back uh, close like it was. So um, they only play eight games, so they got two left to find out what their playoff scenario is and their Super Bowl, whatever they're going to call it, and uh, we can talk about that. I, I really like it, though. All the games seem to be really good, even in these losses for these teams. They seem to be in every game, and every game is a good one, and, and that, that's what you like. I mean, in football, a lot of times it's a, a game of inches, and 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 the teams that make the least amount of mistakes will win, and, you know, when I say it's a game of inches, that could be a, a false start or a penalty or a like, yeah. Let's see here. I was wrong. The uh, San Antonio team lost to San Diego. Okay, so that makes San Diego let's see, that makes them 4-2 and, and San Antonio 3-3. Three and three. Okay. Well, I, I haven't got to see. Yeah. I was going to say it was yeah. the San Antonio Commanders lost or won, beat the Legends, Atlanta Legends, thirty-seven to six. I, I typed it wrong on there. It was uh, the San Antonio Commanders beat the Atlanta Legends, thirty-seven to six. That was the last game. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, anyway, they're. They've all been good games. Thank you for clearing that up for me. Um, they've all been good games, and, and they're all close. And The scenario that they came up with really uh, seems to be working, and, and I like that. And when I say it's a game of inches, it could be a, a penalty, you know, that maybe sets you back too far to uh, uh, kick a field goal or win it or pick up that first down. So usually – it's the team that makes the least amount of mistakes is, is who's going to win, and and uh, that usually holds true and, and everything, and especially when the teams are real evenly matched like most of these seem to be, that certainly has uh, has been a factor. Uh, also, last week, I meant to mention, I got guest heavy on the show and didn't get to mention, but Kyle Bush won the race in Arizona. Two weeks ago, and uh, this uh, this past week he won it in in California as well. He became the first 
two-time winner of the year. I didn't get to see this race. We were at practice, but uh, my stepdad told me that he just ran away with it. So uh, for all you Kyle Busch lovers, he's on fire. <laughs> and for all you Kyle Busch haters, look out, he's on fire. So uh, that, you know, love him or hate him, man. I love it. you go to a race in Bristol and you don't follow racing much, um, they'll be there in like a couple of weeks, I think. And this guy just dominates that. <laughs> Everybody there seems to hate him. But, man, is is he good and fun to watch. And uh, the, those guys, uh, they don't care. You know, the more people boo him, it seems to, the more they like it. So um, if you're a racing fan, you're a Kyle Busch fan, you're in heaven right now because he's on fire. He also had a chance to, to win the Daytona race. He had a good car in that race. I've seen that. Uh, race myself personally so um, it was good alright now um, we're going to talk a little bit about women's football I know the the new league the WNFC or whatever it's called uh, they got a lot of really good teams no doubt about I ain't going to say a lot of really good teams in my opinion they got the two best teams in women's football, period, and that being the Texas lead and the Utah Falcons. However, they've got them ranked in their power rankings. Utah won, Texas lead two, even though Texas lead beat them in the championship last year. And they've added another girl on the Texas elite team this year that just may be one of the best women's football players there is. Um, So I'm not sure I agree with that. I guess those people know more than me, but uh, in their power rankings, they got them one and two. So tonight, I was going to um, talk about the teams we have in our league, the USWFL, and uh, the matchups we have coming uh, on the 30th. We actually kick off in uh, less than two weeks. Man, how excited I am uh, to get this season started. I know all of our players are just ecstatic and busting at the seams. It seems like we started so uh, long ago just to get ready uh, for this day coming up. And You know, we did have a scrimmage or two along the way and played the game in, in Nashville a couple of weeks ago and a week and a half ago and that went well. But, man, people don't realize that most teams um, you know, like the years past, we've had some tryouts and stuff. But you don't even get started with your team stuff or full pads till around the first of the year. So uh, when we didn't go in full pads right off, we had a bunch of tryouts as well. Uh, we went in pads like one week before we went to a scrimmage, and then we come back and didn't go in pads for a long time. And uh, but still, we started way earlier than we normally do, and it, it just seems like man, it's just been so long ago and. Uh, the weather's finally breaking a little bit on the east, and with this time change, we're everybody's just real excited. And uh, you know, I, I I am as well. I don't, uh, you know, like I said, this very well could be my last year in it, and um, I'm gonna try to uh, get these girls as far as I can possibly get them, and and uh, see what happens. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through uh, who's who's playing who on the 30th, and then I'm going to give you my opinion of the power rankings uh, 
in our our league, and I don't need you know people call in, talk to me if they want to. They'd like or don't like where I've got them ranked or whatever. That's all fine. This is just my opinion based off what I know and what I've seen and, and that kind of stuff. That don't mean anything. It's like the, the other leagues. You know, in my opinion versus what they think is different. Like, like I said, maybe they know more than me. Um, so it's it's just an opinion. It's nothing set in stone. Something to talk about. Something to... Uh, give these other teams and players something to talk about. So um, that's what that's what we're going to do. Um, and this is all on March the 30th that these games uh, kick off. Uh, we have the Tri-Cities Thunder going to the Carolina Cardinals. We have the Fayetteville Fierce going to the West Virginia Wildfire. We have the DMV Lady Knights going to the Hampton Road Lady Gators. We have the Keystone Assault going to Washington Prodigy. And the Detroit Pride, they're actually out. Um, the weather's usually bad up there till, um, till April, so um, they, they're, they're idle that week. Now, when I, when I, what I base my opinion on is, is this. Is you know we have two divisions. We have a division two and and the Iron Woman division. And the Iron Woman division is 22 players and under. Division two is 22, 23 and up. Uh, so when I when I say division, the Washington Prodigy is is ranked number one. And it really wouldn't matter to me who. Uh, it would be in that division. They would still be ranked number one. Um, they just might be the best division two in all of football. I mean, I don't care who they play, where they play, or whatever. They're they're just like a machine. Now, I know a lot of people would would differ from that and would have a different opinion or or idea of that, and that's fine. But when I watch them play. They they just never wavered. Uh, you know I've seen different teams with different strategies. You know go at them. Well you know we played them first time in the round. We know what they're going to do. Second time we can beat them. And the end result is the same. So though they got it figured out up there. I, I mean they get a a lot of returning players. They got coaching staff. Good ownership. They got every everything from the top down. <clears throat> they do things right. Um, if you know everybody could, if their team was was like the prodigy, uh, they would have something going on. They're they're really good. So I'm gonna rank them number one. Um, and all these rankings next week or after the 30th, um, I will I will give them again after all these teams play. I will re-give my power rankings. Uh, next week, maybe I can have a few of the owners from coaches or somebody from some of these teams come on and uh, maybe do a little talk. Uh, so we're going to go with the Washington Prodigy number one in Division Two. Uh, I'm going to go with Keystone Assault um, as the number two team in Division Two. Uh, they've been playing in the WFA for the last three years, I believe. Uh, the first year we had a team, we were in the very next year, 
<laughs> they went to the WFA in there for the last three years, and now they're back here uh, with a lot more players than what they've had. Uh, I I just believe that they're they're uh, the number two team. You know, hey, next week they play they play the products on the thirty. So hey, who knows what'll happen? I don't know what they've got, folks. I've never seen them play. Not even when they were in their league. I've never seen them play. I don't know anything about them. But the DMV Lady Knights are a brand new team, a brand new organization. I mean, they have a a men's team, but as far as a women's team, they're brand new. So I'm going to rank them third and last in Division Two. Now, next week, uh, after they go play the Lady Gators, we will will see. Uh, I, I don't know what they've got. I've never seen them play or anything else. So, all this is, is just hearsay or, or my opinion. So I, that's what I'm basing it on. So I've got the Prodigy 1, the Assault 2, and the Lady Knights coming in at third. Uh, in the Iron Woman division, there's six teams. I've got the Hampton Roads Lady Gators, ranked number one. Uh, they're the defending champs. They play... They play the Knights next week. They actually host them. Um, the the Gators, uh, had it not been for the Prodigy last year, would have went undefeated. <laughs> they they had a real good team. I'm sure they're better than they were last year. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're the number one team. They're the team to beat. Um, I'm going to rank the Tri-Cities Thunder, number two. They lost to the Gators in the championship game. And two other times during the year, all three games were tough, hard-fought battles. Uh, the, the Lady Gators prevailed in all of them, went on to win the championship in the third one. Uh, so, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be the champs, you got to beat the champs. So that's that's where I've got one and two. Now, <clears throat> these next ones are are sort of tough because. I, I don't know a whole lot about them yet either, but I'm I'm going to say this. I'm going to give Detroit the number three power ranking because um, at, at times when they get their players there, they seem to have a really good team. Now, at times they've struggled uh, to get all their players at games, but I do know when we played the Capital City Savages last year, we beat them twice and they beat us once. And Detroit played them three times, and they beat Detroit twice, and Detroit beat them once. But one of those games uh, that I watched on film, I thought Detroit could have won that game. And I know the Savages are a really, really good team. So I'm going to rank them third. Now, they're they're off this week this, on the 30th, so um, they, that could, they could still wind up either moving up or, or staying where they are. Uh, I don't see them moving down because um, I, I just don't know uh, much about the rest of these teams except Fayetteville. Uh, and Detroit was the number three. Let's see. I don't want to tell you wrong. Um, Detroit was, was a playoff team last year. So I'm going to rank them third. The, uh, the Fayetteville Fierce. Uh, I'm going to rank them fourth. They were a playoff team in our league last year. 
uh, we we went to them and in the pouring rain and and it was a tough game and they come to us and uh, we had to win it on a defensive score late in the game to beat them at our home field. Uh, they're a tough, really good team. I'm, I think one thing that's going to hurt them and, and the reason I don't rank them third versus fourth is is the fact that they're going to have um, have lost some players to the Carolina Cardinals, uh, which is right there near them. Uh, it's not a Fayetteville address, but it's close to it. So I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. So I'm ranking the Fayetteville Fierce fourth. And to be fair to these other two teams, I'm going to tie them for fifth and sixth place, and that be the Carolina Cardinals. They're a brand-new organization. They've got girls that have played, girls from the Fayetteville team uh, that have started this team, some players that have played there, but they're a brand-new organization. They do have some veteran players, but they I don't know what all they got. And, and the other team I'm going to tie for fifth and sixth is the West Virginia Wildfire. And again, they take they took off last season, and they have a uh, 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 different owner this year. So they've taken off. They have a different owner. They have a different coach. They have all kinds of uh, new players. I don't know how many veteran players they got. Um, I know they've got quite a few players. I think they have 21 on their roster. So we'll and and. And we'll see what they got. So I'm going to tie them for fifth and sixth to not pick neither one because I don't know anything about them. I know that the uh, the Fierce, the Fayetteville Fierce, they travel to West Virginia. So one of them is going to be victorious, and we'll know more about those two teams after they play on the 30th. I said next week, but it's not this coming weekend. It's the 30th. <clears throat> so... There's my power rankings for, for the Iron Woman. So we got the Hampton Rose Lady Gators, number one, Tri-Cities Thunder, number two, Detroit Pride, number three, Fayetteville Pierce, number four, and we're going to tie for fifth and sixth, the Carolina uh, Cardinals and the West Virginia Wildfire. Um, now, again, folks, that's, that's just an opinion. I, I would say that I don't know how anybody could really argue about that much other than, you know, just, just want to be uh, faithful to their teams and that thing. Now, one one thing I, I want people to understand, and it's like last year. Um, year before last, we won, we won a championship, okay, in 2017. I get it. Nobody cares. I'm not bringing that up. But the reason I'm bringing it up is last year, we had a brutal schedule, and when you when you're the champs, your schedule is harder. It's like in NFL. Besides the Patriots playing in their division, now they can't help that the East has been down with Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets. They can't help that. But when they go outside of their division, their schedule is going to be tougher this year than anybody else's because they won the Super Bowl, and then the St. Louis Rams is going to be the next tough on down the line. That's the way it goes. The team with the worst record, other than their division games, will have the easiest schedule per record, folks. Okay. So, you know, after we won the championship last year, 
we opened up against a Division Two team. They beat us. In my opinion, they were lucky to beat us. Irregardless, they beat us. They come in there and they beat us, okay? That Division Two team played the Prodigy in the Division Two championship. They also held the Prodigy to the lowest score of any two, uh, two games they played them than any other teams have held the Prodigy. So they were a really good Division Two team. Then we also we played the Lady Gators twice, home and away. This before the championship, home and away. We played um, Lansing, Michigan team, Capital City Savages, home and away. And we played Fayetteville, home and away. All right. All those were, matter of fact, the, the Gators were the number one seed. Capital City was the number two seed. Tri-Cities was the number three seed. Fayetteville was the number four seed. Okay? So we had to go to, again, Lansing, Michigan, to play Capital City to make it, to beat them, to make it to the championship game. Okay? So when you win a championship, your schedule is supposed to be tougher than everybody else's. So... Uh, people don't realize that. Everybody only cares about their teams and about, well, they this and that. You, you can't worry about somebody else's. you got to worry about yours. And it can't be easier when you win a championship. That's not the way it works. It works. It's harder. So, you know, we went on the road uh, when, and, and they got uh, a better seed because they got some forfeit wins when we didn't get any forfeit wins. We had to play the Lady Gators three times as well as them three times. I mean, as it turned out, I mean, we ended up after the championship game last year with a losing record. We played arguably the two best teams in the league three times each. And, I mean, that that's a tough, brutal schedule. And, uh, you know, from where we live, Lansing, Michigan, is 650 miles away or so. So it, that's just the way it is. That's the way it falls. That's the way it happens. Uh, when when you're the champs, hey, that's, <laughs> that's a bad thing you have to deal with when you win it all. So uh, that's, you know, that's where I'm at with, with these power rankings. Like I said, uh, on, the, on the show, the Tuesday after the 30th, I'll, I'll re-give them and maybe things will, be different. Maybe some of these teams will uh, show me that they're better or worse than than what they are, and uh, we can go from there. So, um, but hey, the Lady Gators may just have. Uh, you want to talk about a good team? They they got one of the best players in all of women's football, and they're running back. Uh, and I don't know what all they've got a new quarterback this year and what all, but I do know this running back was offensive player in the league last year, put up over a thousand yards and I rush and I forget how many touchdowns. So uh, she's, she's really good. I don't care what team she plays on, what league she plays in. She, she's really good. So they're, they're, they're definitely uh, the team to beat. I mean, they're the champs. Hey, it's always hard to knock the champs off. And, and when they rebuild and, and get uh, keep those great players and 
and they're just as uh, good or better than what they were. Everybody's chasing them and, and got their work cut out for them. So uh, that's why I ranked them number one. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here on the 30th, see how uh, – see what, if DMV Knights have got anything for them or not, I ha- I have no idea. I-, I haven't seen any of these teams or heard of anything this year, so it's all going to be, you know, brand new to us all um, about who's who's really got what. So that's how I rank them there. Um, I don't know, like I said, I don't know any of the WFA teams much besides the a few that we've played, but we kick off a week earlier than, than all those, and uh, we're excited. We try to get done. I know we still play in the middle of July for the championship and all-star, but we try to get done at least a couple of weeks earlier than, than everybody else. So we're really excited and, and looking forward to uh, getting the season started. I believe we got a, a, a caller on the line. Who, who we got here? This is Stephanie. Hey, Steph, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. I wanted to call and wish you a happy birthday. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I'm getting old. I try to forget them things. (laughs) Hey, we won't let you forget it. Hey, when you get as old as me, you... Other than the alternative, you try to you try to forget having them, you know. <laughs> right, I understand that. Well, I, I do forget mine half the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just a young pup. Hey, um, t- tell me how how excited are you for uh, for the uh, the game on the thirtieth? I'm super stoked. Like, um. Of course, you know, after the Titans game, we went to practice the other day. We went over some stuff that we needed to work on, and uh, it's really helping me feel a little bit more confident, and I'm ready to get out there and try again to see what we can do this time. It's like you said, we got to – y'all been saying we got to take it week by week, and uh, I'm really hoping to come away on the 30th 1-0. Uh, well, you know what's, what's amazing is uh, people people really don't – realize it. You know, we went and played a pretty good pretty good game a couple of weeks ago or a week and a half ago or whatever it was. Um but when we we broke down and film Sunday, it it's amazing how many uh mistakes you can find even though we put up a pretty good performance. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sitting and watching the film with y'all really helped me like a lot um, because, you know, I, I, you know, that helped me find a lot of mistakes and let me know what, you know, I'm going to work on. And I know it helped other girls there too. Um, but, but that's the thing about, about this sport is even like when you come off a win like that, that's when you got to really work harder. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of teams would slack off, you know, take a week off or something. And that's, that's not how we do things. Yeah, people, you know, it, it's hard that, you know, you go put up big numbers and and good numbers or what you call what, what however you want to say it. And, uh, you know, you, uh, I mean, we only had the ball six times and 
scored all six times and scored on five of six two-point conversions. And, and you know, most people would be saying, wow, uh, you know, sounds like you, you just rolled. And, and I mean, we, we did just do what we wanted, don't get me wrong, but, there, you know, we were still, um, you know, we were in fourth down at one time. You know, they forced us to fourth down one time, and, and the reason being was a mistake. Um, you know, we didn't score one play earlier than we should have because we missed blocking assignments, and, you know, then we had a we had a couple penalties as all we had during the whole game, and then that sets you back. And, you know, when – when I watch, listen, I, I was happy and proud of y'all for winning, and I don't want to sound like that, but, you know, my job as a coach is to find holes in our performance that we've got to fix for on down the road. And, you know, when I watch that film, it's just like, you know, man, we, we shot ourselves in the foot several times, and, and it's little things. And I tell you girls all the time, Correcting the little things make the biggest difference, and it's hard. It's hard when you're in a game, during the game, and talking to you girls on the sideline or whatnot or halftime. It's hard for you to really understand what I'm trying to tell you because you you feel like, man, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Then when you come and watch film, it's like, oh my gosh, I wasn't doing that at all. <laughs> that, that's about how I felt. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, you're right. And, you know, you picking up on the little things, you know, I really appreciate that. And, you know, it's like you said, you know, you were proud of us. You let us know that. You, you, like you told me, I think it was yesterday, you said, you know, you did good, but these are the things you can do to get better. And that that means the world coming from you, Coach. Absolutely. Well, any, I mean, once any um, – athlete in any sport level, whatever, once you become satisfied, that means you've reached the the top of your game. That means you've reached your full level or potential or the potential or level that you care to reach. And you know what? Unless it's at the highest level of of whatever that sport is that you're doing, then you're you're falling short. Or, or you're selling yourself short. And, uh, you know, by no stretch of the means, I mean, I think we've got a good a good little team. And, you know, and when I say that, I, I truly mean it, but we really are a small team, you know, and we're at a small, um, in a small area uh, and a small organization. And uh, we, for what we got, I think we do a really, really good job. And I think our team, is really good. Yes, I think there's a lot of room for improvement. And, you know, there's a lot of really um, good teams out there. Some of these teams are little but live in big areas, you know, and that makes it tough when you're a small market, small area team like ours to compete with a lot of them when, you know, the the population that they draw from is, is shoot 100 times or whatever, you know, bigger than the one we draw from. And so that means you have to work harder. You have to outwork them. You know, as a rule, you're not going to get the talent they get. You know, and and I say this, and people, you know, would say, it don't matter, but it does matter because, listen, 
Alabama football, they get the highest, they get more of the top uh, recruits than anybody. And then so on and so on. So, uh, you know, a lot of these good players fall because they're not ranked as high to smaller schools. And they might be just as good, but maybe the competition they didn't play against or maybe they didn't play for a big school, they didn't get recognized. But they go to these places and they work their tail off, well, then they wind up being just as uh, good NFL players as anybody. But the road they have taken is a much hard – well, there's no substitute for hard work no matter what. But they fail into what I would call a crack at a small organization and had to work their way out of there and prove that they belong at the highest level. And, you know, we we have a lot of uh, really – well, we don't have a lot, but what we have players are, you know, I feel is, is pretty good and yet we haven't reached our full potential, uh, we're, we're still learning a lot as we go. Oh, I agree. We, You know, we've. I think we've got a pretty good solid base going, but there's, you know, for me, I feel like there's so much more ahead of us that's going to, you know, take us from good to great, and it's just about putting in that work to get there. Um, but I really feel like with the girls we got, I, I feel like every of every one of us is on that same track. We we want to get there. We want to be great. You know, like my coach Mike's been saying, you know, we want to be legendary, and we're gonna have to do the work to get there. And we can't become complacent and in our performance because when you think you know at this level, when you think you're doing good enough, that's when you should probably push yourself a little bit harder. Right. Well, you know what? People don't realize this, and and we had two brand new girls show up Sunday that have that know absolutely nothing about the game of football except they want to play. Uh, they know nothing, and if you listen, you heard me tell both of them, "Hey, Rome wasn't built in a day," and every single one of these girls around you came here, they were just like you. Now, there's some of them that knew more about football, but on a level of playing, most of the girls that came to our organization, when they first showed up, didn't know the ins and outs of football. Here's my point, is most people don't know that Michael Jordan, in my opinion, the best, best basketball player to ever play, Michael Jordan, got cut when he was a freshman in high school. Now, he is, in his own words, that was the best thing that ever happened to him because that showed him, hey, I've got to work harder. I think I can do it, but I've got to work harder because they don't care who I am. And he wasn't even nobody at the time. And they didn't care who he was, and they don't care – you know, they were just going solely on talent. Now can you just imagine what they're thinking now? Hey, who is this idiot that cut Michael Jordan? But, you know, it just goes to show you what hard work will really do for you. I mean, can you just imagine? I can't imagine Michael Jordan being that bad to get cut from a basketball team. But yet he said he didn't deserve to make the team. And, you know, it, it put him... So to work in that much harder to 
so he could make the team. And that that's my whole point is it doesn't matter what you come there knowing. It's how much you absorb and how much work you put in and how much effort you want to put to uh, to be good and, and to be something or to be a starter on this team. Oh, yeah. I, I I could not agree more. I, I couldn't say it better. You know, um, I was like with, with Michael Jordan, that that was that was really like his defining moment. You know, for him to be able to say, you know, to not give up and say, hey, you know, look at himself and see what he needed to do better and push himself that much harder, and he maintained that throughout his career, and, and it obviously served him very well. Um, but I mean that was that was one hundred percent character for him. Well, you know, it's like this, and I, I say this all the time, and and everybody, you know, always says, "Man, he he's tough. He he's a hard ass." And I, I'm sure people mumble under their breath and all that, and I get it. But here's the one thing: I've never ran any single player off of my team. They've either quit or run themselves off. Here's the bottom line. I don't I don't don't or would not run anybody off because of their talent or how much they know or how much they don't know. But here's here's where I stand with this and and you know and and those new girls know because uh Jennifer got after y'all over there yesterday or Sunday for a really long time. It doesn't matter what you know or don't know, but if you don't plan on coming here and putting in the hard work, then we have no place for you. And I, we've got, what, in the last two weeks, three weeks, in the last three weeks we've got four new girls, and pretty much they don't, none of them know uh, the difference. But Well, they could, I guarantee you, none of the four of them could write down every position on offense and defense and hand it to me, and one of them um, is is going to be a starter this coming uh, Saturday on the 30th because she's put in a lot of hard work and a lot of studying and played most of the game in, in tight stadiums. So that just goes to show you show up um, and you're willing to work hard. We're, we're going to get you to where you need to be if you're willing to work hard. If you're not willing to work hard, and I ain't got time to mess with you because – I've got other girls that are willing to work hard. <laughs> right. I remember Jen actually said that during practice while, we, while she was over there running us. Um, uh, it, you're, you're right. Like, I feel like it's fair to give everybody a shot to come out there, but if you're not willing to work for it, then you're taking time away from players that want to work from, you know, for it. Um like, I mean, we were, of course, we, we do things as a team. We were all doing things together. And, um, you know, if, you know, we're we're doing that and we're, we're taking the time to do that with new girls, show them what the, you know, what, you know, what, what's expected and work with them and everything, the least they can do is show, you know, a good amount of effort, you know, if that's something they really want to do. But, by all means, it, it, Jen said it at practice as well, that it's, you know, if you try it, you don't like it, that's okay. You know, at least you tried something new, but don't waste my time. Yeah, if you're going, you know, I have no problem with that because 
you know, a lot of people just think, oh, man, football's intriguing. I want to play. I want to play. And they show up and, you know, <laughs> oh, wow, they're they're just, you know, overtaken by it. And, you know, it's, it's not for them. Hey, it's not for everybody. And that's fine. You know what I mean? That's all uh, fine and good. That's and you're like you're right. There won't be any hard feelings. It's, it's I have the hard feelings when they come and 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 I work with them and work with them and and all the other coaches work with them and and they take up our time that we could have been spending on somebody else and then and then after a month or two or whatever, then they quit. You know that's that's the problem I have with with these girls. But I, I've never. I've never ran anybody off. I've, uh, they've always quit or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, we're, we started in that game, well, I ain't going to say started, but pretty much. I mean, I didn't, you know, really know what I would expect. And with Nicole being new, I mean, we could have started her and been just fine down there. But she played, after the first series, she played the rest of the game on offense. So we pretty much started three or four rookies on offense, and we started uh, uh, we started with well, like you. You're playing a new position. We got um, everybody but Jennifer. Uh, you know she's played everywhere along the line, but everybody but her is either a, a, a rookie or playing a new position. And let me tell you something, when when that happens, it's it's tough. You know, it's it's really tough to um, get, get going because nobody really knows what to expect. You know what I'm saying? And, and, there's, and I don't want to say there's not leadership there, but there's, there's, there's just not a, a lot of games under your belt. I mean, you started at center. It was the first game you'd ever started at center. And, you know, really it's the first year and not even – hasn't even been a year. What has it been, a couple months that you've been playing there? Um, so, you know, you haven't had a lot of a lot of that under your belt. You played tackle all last year, but playing center is, is much different, as, as you really know now, than, than playing another position. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I didn't yet. I knew I expected it to be different, but you know, the way, especially how how you and Coach Mike broke everything down Sunday. You know, about me coming up to the line and calling out who's got who, and really being the leader of the line. You know, I hadn't really that hadn't really clicked with me before. I didn't really realize, you know, what I needed to be doing in that situation. But now I do. You all pointed it out. That's something I'm gonna work on. But it it is there's a, there's a lot more to it because you know you got course like you said like you keep you you tell me all the time you know snap is the most important part and then get to your block and it's about really finding a good balance about getting a good snap off and getting to your block quickly and uh, it's not just like coming up out of a out of a stance and going head up on a girl. Well, when. Playing on the line, you know, it's a misconception because playing on the line is the easiest place to play in all football. Now, I never played quarterback, but years ago I played running back and that kind of stuff. But playing center 
is is way more difficult than just playing on the line because if you watch an NFL game or you watch a, a, a college game that, that well, any level of college game, I'll say this, when those centers go the line and then uh, they're looking at the linemen of the defense and they're pointing out coverage, you know, that, that's pretty much what they're doing. They're trying to figure out who's coming here and they're trying to set their coverage up to who's blocking here and blah, 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 and all that, and, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of a deal. We just, we wanted you to get comfortable with, with snapping the ball and playing center, but, you know, once we got down there to that game, lo and behold, you know, they blitzed. Hey, I'm, I'm glad they did. It was, the, you know, it didn't hurt us. I mean, it didn't keep us from doing anything we wanted to do, but it showed us what we needed to work on, showed us where it was just a little earlier than, than you know, we'd hoped that we could get um, get you up to speed on. But it showed us what we need to do, just give us something else to, you know, reassure and practice and, and work on, not just with you, but all the other linemen as well. Is hey, you know, here in a normal situation, here's what you're going to do. Blitzing situation, here's what you're going to do. Now, they can always back out of there if they do, then no harm, no foul. But if they don't, then you've pointed it out, and they know who to uh, block, and you know who to block, and, and and we're much better for it. So playing center is – is it ain't as hard as playing quarterback naturally, but it's, it's, it's the hardest place to play on the line and one of the hardest places to play in, in offense. And, and they always say – these centers are really, really smart, you know, like in the NFL and and forever. You, you very seldom see most of these good quarterbacks have the same center for a really long time uh, because they like the way they do things. It's like pitchers in baseball, you know, really great pitchers. Sometimes they'll have the team carried a special center just to catch for them on the days they pitch and that's because of the way they call the game, the way they do things. So, you know, it's no different than our sport. I know it's not near as high level. I understand that. But it's still the same concept. And the better you get, the better we get. The better you get, the better the linemen on each side of you get. So, it, you know, it's a process. Hey, we're, we're still learning. We've got a lot of work to do. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We have big aspirations. We have big goals. And for us to achieve them, we have a lot of work to do at every phase of the game. We just, we got some really good players that are that are willing to work to get to those. We got some, you know, that they throw their egos away. It's like I said, at practice, hey, you know, it's the hardest thing in the world. You go win a game and pretty much, I mean, we just dominated that whole game. And I'm telling you, you better have thick skin because I'm just ready to show you exactly what all we did wrong. And, you know, everybody's open mind to it. So we, that's why we can we have a chance to reach those goals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, how you respond to that kind of, you know, critiquing everything is, is going to – Make or break your 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 athletic career in any sport, um, because that's the whole that's the whole point of it is to constantly get better. 
uh, you know, uh, like you said, you know, I'm grateful. Like you said, it, for me, that was a learning opportunity. And now I know what to do and what not to do in a blitzing situation. Um, but you're right. You're right about it. You know, it's it's a it's a lot of mental stuff. I'm definitely um, trying to study up on more defenses and stuff like that because I do need to be a smarter football player than what I am right now to uh, to really excel at the center position. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll get there. I mean, you know, it, it it's easy to, um, you know, it's 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 easy to. To win a game like that, I mean, you know, I, you look at it, and you know, some people, you know, I had, I had, you know, different people say, "Man, y'all look really good," and then I had some people say, "Well, y'all look, y'all look okay." They were just really bad, and I could care less what people think. I mean, we we did what we needed to do. We did what we wanted to do. Um, we we only did run one formation uh, the whole game, and we we just did what we needed to do. And I I know we've got a lot of work to do. And as long as you girls know we got a lot of work to do, and um, know that we went and took care of business like we thought we should in the fashion we thought we should, that that's all that matters. I I really don't worry about all this outside talk. I I never have. That's why I don't do social media. Is I let everybody else do the talking and you know the speculating and talking about how you know good these other teams are and after one team goes and scrimmages they you know they're already putting their name on championship trophies and talking about how great they are and all that, that hey, that's all fine and good it's it's a long season and you know I'm I'm a realist you know that anybody that knows me knows that and I'm. You know, I'm I'm going to critique everything we do. I'm going to be hard on us because, listen, no matter how good or bad we are, we got a lot of work to do to to beat anybody and and achieve those goals. I promise you, come the 30th, this team is going to put up way more of a fight than that team did down there on the 10th. Um, and a lot of those players, uh, we don't know they are new, but a lot of those players we've seen play or played against when we played the Fayetteville team. And uh, they they came to us at the end of the year last year. Matter of fact, it was our last game of the regular season. And, uh, matter of fact, we had to win that game uh, to be the number three seed, or they would have been the number three seed. And uh, they they come and, and give us all we wanted. I mean, we actually had to get a – defensive turnover and score late in the game to win it. So anybody that thinks every game is going to be like that one another day is, is sadly mistaken. Oh, yeah. I agree. I remember that fierce game. That's the game I played with pneumonia, and that was a tough one. I thought I was going to die before that game was over because, they, you know, they had, you know, they had some good talent over there. So but I do look forward to playing them again because I do like a challenge. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about coming to 30th because I feel like if we have more of a challenge, we're going to learn a lot more about ourselves as a team. Right. Well, you know the the what what got me as a matter of fact in that game, I started out in the booth and ended up on the field. I mean, they came to play. They didn't bring very many players, 
and they came to play, and uh, we did. I mean, uh, the bottom line was uh, we'd just come off of getting beat. We'd went to Capital City Savages and, and give a game away up there, I thought. Never to mind, they had the MVP of the league, and she's a great player. We still played terrible up there, give that game away, and then come home, and and just because we'd beat Fayetteville once, and, uh, you know, we're, we're all sulking and all that. And I'll tell you right now, they came in there and just flat got after us. I mean, they got after us from the word go, and, and, and I, I'll be honest. I mean, it was... You know, to me, it, it looked like that not everybody, but it looked like a lot of the players had just uh, tanked it in. Now, a lot of those players we don't have on this team anymore, but, you know, it just looked like a lot of them, you know, had tanked it in and was going through the motions or whatnot. And, you know, I, I really, really feel fortunate. I think we're, we were the better team than them, but don't get me wrong about that. But I think we were really, really fortunate to win that game. And uh, a lot of those players that were on that team, which was the Fayetteville team, are now on this Carolina Cardinals team that we're going to play on the 30th. So anybody, and a lot of our girls have never even seen any of these players and don't know anything about them. But anybody that thinks they're not going to put up a good or big fight, is sadly mistaken. Um, I, I'm telling you, and and it was it was a tough game. I mean, it wasn't just we were just we didn't play well, but I mean they just almost out physical. They were just more physical than we were, and uh, they almost pulled it off. And so we we definitely you know got our work cut out for us. We're on the road. We play more games on the road. Than, uh, than anybody besides Fayetteville. So we're, we're definitely, you know, got a tough road ahead of us to get to where we need to be. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, I'm, you know, like you said, we got to take it week by week. Um, you know, for, for those of us that played against these girls last year, we know a little bit of what to expect. I, I really feel, I know, I know me personally, I feel a lot more prepared than I was last year. And I feel like as a team, we're more prepared, more prepared and just more solid all the way around. And, um, you know, some of these girls may not know what to expect, but as I noticed in that, in that game in Nissan Stadium and in the scrimmages, you know, the, the gray-blue game we had, nobody lost their intensity. It wasn't like anybody was out there just going through the motions. They were out there playing uh, smash mouth football. And that's what I love about this team this year. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that that holds through the, through the entire season. Right. Well, you, you, you're exactly right. And, and we, you know, the biggest reason you're prepared more than you were last year is reason you haven't missed a practice this year. And listen, I, I mean, I know people people get tired of hearing me harp on it, but you are a prime example. I don't even have to say anything. You answered your own question by saying I'm more prepared. Well, sure, you're more prepared. I looked at my book last night. 
you've not missed a practice. Well, naturally, that goes hand in hand. Well, you know, it, it wasn't long ago we had a player quit, and before she quit, though, she she went on a vacation and told me, oh, me missing one practice won't hurt me or the team. And listen, anytime you miss a practice, I, I listen, I get it, and I'm not going to go into why, you know, why people miss or don't miss. Anytime you miss, you yourself and your team. That's all there is to it. And you're a prime example of, of exactly the product that you said. I'm more prepared because you're there more. You're in better shape. You've worked harder. You you figured it out that, hey, I need to be in better shape. I need to be there more. Hey, they're relying on me more. You know, the it's like Henderson. She's on the line waiting on us. I'll get to her in a minute. But she, you know what? The, the more she's there, the longer the season goes on, the more I'm going to rely on her. The better shape she's going to be in, that that all comes hand in hand, you know. And a lot of people just don't get it. They think, oh, man, he just wants to harp. He just wants to that. And, and they're not hurting me, you know. They're hurting themselves, and they're hurting the team. And they don't even realize it. So, you know, you, you do, I'm glad you made that statement because I didn't have to uh, about – you know why you're more prepared? Oh yeah, you're you're exactly right. You know, um, I'm of course taking it a lot more seriously than I did last year, and of course I've I've been blessed enough to you know now have a job that's going to work with my schedule full time, and that's awesome. Um, but you're right. You know, practice. You, you said it best the other day. Um, if you like to win, you've got to love to practice. And I saw I saw a coach say one time that, you know, he said something along those lines and he followed it you know, with, because, you know, you're going to practice a whole lot more football than you're ever going to play. But that's how you win games and that's how you become a great team is, is through practice. And like you said, you know, every time somebody misses a practice, that, that, that's that far behind that they fall. And I really struggled with that last year because I did miss practices. But um, – but yeah, because because I've been making practices and all that this year. It, well, I mean, like you said, you know, I, you can see it, and um, I don't feel like I'm just completely lost because I remember I'd come in practices after I'd missed last year, and uh, you know, they'd be talking about you know plays we went over and situation we went over, and I would just be completely lost, and <laughs> pretty grateful to not be experiencing that this year. And uh, don't don't really want to because you know I've I've fallen in love with practicing. You know I wish we could practice more than once a week for sure. Um, well, I love know, to be. Able you know, Steph, the, here here's what I hear all the time is, hey, I, I'm I can't make it, and you know, listen, I said it practice. I I get it. Things happen. I mean, I never miss when I when I played. I, other than if I had an injury and I had to go to the doctor or something like that, I never missed a practice in all the years I played football. I know it's different. It's in high school, and I know we're different, but that's what it meant to me. That's how much the game and how much practice it meant to me. But I hear these, these girls say, I miss. Uh, what did I miss? Listen, I can't. 
I can't get you caught up on a team practice that you missed. There's things that y'all did over there in those drills that you can't tell somebody or they can't just make up on their own because they weren't there. There's things that I said at practice that they'll never hear. You know, there's things that we went over that they'll never hear that, I, that you know, it's a one-time thing that you miss. You know, not being there to watch film with us. Sure, you can watch your own film, but are you going to be hard on yourself? Are you going to pick up the, the things that I need you to pick out? Are you going to see the things I need you to see? No. And and that's where, you know, that's where I differ so much. And that's where it's so hard for me. I'm going to tell you, it's so hard for me to handle that kind of stuff because I'm not used to it. And, I, you know, I, I feel like that is our, uh, not just ours, but a lot of these teams Achilles heel is you have to bear down. I think that's one reason the prodigy, is so successful. When I talked to their coach years ago and I, the routine and stuff they did, you know, he said, hey, we got a, we got a, uh, a, a thing here. If you don't show up to practice on Thursday, you don't start on game day, you know, this, that, and other. That's great, and I love it. You got 35 or 40 players, you can do it. But when you don't have it 18 or 19, it's hard to do, man, and, and, you know, we're just, we got people, you know, I, I, trust me, I'd love to be able to set something down now to re- let them understand how important I think practice is. But if I do that, we may not have enough to play. Then I'm punishing you girls that do come for it. So it's it's tough. And that it's really hard for me to handle that. It really, it really hurts my soul and it's hard for me to handle. That's one thing that, you know, that this makes me want to take this exit from it. It's just I can't turn my head and keep, you know, keep getting along with it, but uh, it, neither here nor there. I, I'm just glad you realized that, you know, of, of how much better you're prepared uh, because you're there more and, uh, you know, how much uh, more you can learn by being there. So, for that, I really appreciate it. Hey, staff, thanks for calling in. I'm going to get Jessica Henderson on here. Uh, to talk a little bit. I appreciate you calling. Wish me happy birthday, even though I'm getting old. And uh, we'll see you this week. All right. Thank you, Coach. I'll see you Sunday. Yes, ma'am. All right. Stephanie Evans, center for the Tri-City Thunder. How about Jessica Henderson? Is she there? Yes, sir. How are you tonight? Hey, girl. What's going on? Nothing. Happy birthday. Well, I appreciate it. I'll tell you like I told Stephanie, hey, I'm getting so old. I try to try to <laughs> forget about them birthdays. No, not me. That's another year wiser. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Well, hey, how, how excited are you about this game coming up on the 30th? Oh, I'm excited. Uh, I definitely am. I'm ready to uh, – I heard you and Steph talking and definitely uh, looking at film. I'm ready to put everything in perspective to go ahead and uh, go ahead and put everything in the, uh, in the way to go ahead and so we can get this win and making sure I'm doing everything that I can to uh, contribute to that. Uh, I'm ready for I'm, I'm 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 just as ready as I was as if it was at the Nissan Stadium. I mean, I'm ready to go ahead and play some football. 
and implement everything that I've been working hard at. Every that's why I said every time. I mean, I don't know how quick everybody else asked you, but I know it was a couple of days after the game. I was like, Coach, I need to see the film, know what I need to work on, so we can go ahead and get better. Right. Well, you know, and and this is you know your first year of playing, and and uh, really the you know the first game. I know you've seen probably some clips of the scrimmage we went through in South Carolina here and there, but, you know, this is the first time you've really got to watch yourself on film, and, and it, it's tough because, listen, the first time I watched film, and this is a true story, and I, I'm almost ashamed to say it because I always prided myself on our thought of being a good player and, you know, of doing what the coaches asked me, and I never was disrespectful to coach, but you know, I'll never forget, I was a sophomore, and I was starting on the varsity and scared to death, really. And the first game we go, and, and uh, you know, after the first series, uh, the off, the offensive coordinator's up in the booth, but the defense, the offensive line coach comes over and he says, here, coach wants to talk to you on this headset. And he said, Johnson, you're killing me. I said, what? He said, man, you're letting your guy hit the quarterback. I said, Coach, I promise you my guy ain't hitting the quarterback. He said, just shut up and do your job. That's what he said. I handed the headset back. After that, I really picked it up. But we go to watch film the next day. And uh, I'm sitting back there and, oh, man, first series, you know, here it goes. Sure enough, man, I let my guy go. I just over the, I mean, how you not meant to see somebody, I don't know. I picked up the wrong person, and he just smoked our quarterback. And they just kept replaying it, replaying it, replaying it. He says, Johnson, you in here? I'm trying to slide down my seat, you know. That's how bad it can be watching yourself on film. But I'm going to tell you, it was the most helpful thing I ever did was, was watch that film. And, you know, I realized, hey, these guys are not just telling me that he's sitting up top where he can see that. It's hard for you to comprehend when you're on the field, you know, when I'm telling you, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. But when you see it for yourself, man, it, it's it's unbelievable. Ain't it? Yeah, it's an eye-opener. It definitely is. It, uh, it, it lets you see things, uh, like you said, that you didn't see. You let It lets you see other people. Uh, mistakes and that could have affected the game that we were seeing. And, uh, I mean, I love him. Like you said, it, it is embarrassing to see when you mess it up. But, I mean, how can we get better from that? I would rather see me mess up in one game and then something, then continue to look at film all year and see I'm messing up in it or doing that same mistake game after game. And, uh, that's why I'm. That's why I'm that excited to go to this game on the thirtieth. To because I know what I need to do, and I know uh, that's going to be the time for me to go ahead and show that. Not only do I know what I'm doing, I understand that, and I'm learning from it to just become a better per- person, uh, player in my position. Right. Well, the only way to get better is is knowing where you fail and and knowing how to fix that. You know, I mean. A lot of times you you know or you you might know what you did wrong, but knowing how to fix it's a different thing. And when you can, you know, watch film. Listen, if if I told if I told all you girls, we worked on stuff in practice 
that y'all probably thought I watched that film ten times before we got to practice because of the things we worked on, the things I said, and and all that. And if I told you that I'd never seen that film until you seen it, would you believe me? Mm-mm-mm. Uh, no, Coach. I promise you, when you sit down in my our building and watch that film, was the first time I seen any of that film. But I seen it all with my eyes, and I can remember everything I seen. I've seen it all, and I can remember it. That's just one of the things that has helped me over the years is, is I don't have to see that film. I know what happened. And when I told you all what we worked on in practice, what happened then when we went and watched that film, it was just like if I'd have watched it ten times. And I promise you, the first time I laid eyes on it was when you laid eyes on it. Now, Jennifer had watched it before me, but not me. I did not see it until you girls seen it. That's the difference. When you can start to see football and remember things and remember actions and stuff that happened in that game, then you really, really turn it around. And that's why I say, man, when we when we worked on that stuff in practice, and uh, I already knew what happened. It was just the fact that I wanted y'all to see it for your own eyes. And uh, I, I promise you, I'd never seen it, period. So uh, what do you think about that? I mean, I, <laughs> I just about to say my mind is blown right now because uh, it stood out to me when you said, after we watch this together, I'm done with it. And I was like, what? Like, I'm like, Coach, I know you've seen it. Like, but, I mean, I'm not surprised because even when I, uh, after practice and then watching tape and then after digesting that these past couple of days and even right now, like, I still think about it to make sure, like, what, everything that I was struggling in practice, like, I, I'm still thinking about that. Like, still thinking it so I can, like, embed it in my head. And then, like I said, looking at tape, it made it more visual for me. So now I know when we have practice Sunday exactly how I'm going to attack it when we go over things. I mean, because now it's just, it just, I don't know, it was just like all the pieces clicked in. It was like we were going over this in practice and I was struggling, but when I watched the tape, I'm saying this is why. This is why. That's what I should have been doing. And then I seen it, and then I'm like, okay, so now Sunday I'm ready to take it against whoever I'm in front of. Yeah, what makes it great for, you know, for these pros and these college and even, even a lot of high schools is they film practices and then they go watch film every day after they practice, you know, and you can really, really learn from Now, when I played, we when I was a sophomore and junior, we watched film. When I was a senior, they didn't even watch film anymore. We were just terrible, and we didn't watch film. And that's crazy because it, it really helps you, even though, you're terrible. It helps you in, in certain areas, but we did, we watched it on Mondays. We watched the game film after practice on Monday, uh, pretty much about like what we did the other day. And uh, you know, by the time I would had become a junior, um, I'd really when I was a sophomore and just playing on that team. And I had we I was on a good team. We didn't win much. We lost. 
every game but one, I think. But we were in every game. I mean, we lost like all ten games by like a total of 30 points or something. And uh, I was on a good team. And I knew for me to keep my start position that I really had to buckle down for the first time in my life playing ball. And I learned how to watch film. And I learned how to remember stuff during that game. By the time I was a junior, I could stop the, I could tell the coach to stop the film. And I knew at that point what was coming next, what I did wrong. That's how I can remember all that stuff is when I see it in the game, it, I, I've got it, you know, and, and that's really helped me. And that's what I say, uh, and I told Stephanie, hey, it's hard for you girls to absorb it while I'm telling you on the sidelines or halftime, hey, here's what I see, here's what I need you to do. I know a lot of times it's really hard to understand that. I was in your position before. But if you can, if you can do that, man, you can be so much more successful. Yeah, and um, I mean, hopefully that's where I can get to. That's where I, I mean, I try to, try, I try to absorb as much as I can to know. And that's why I said, look, I wish I could see it like you do before, like you said when you when we was in the play, you could see where we was messing up or where we were falling short. So when you look at film, it just allow you to tell us what it, where you see our shortcoming from. But I guess that comes with overtime and more experience and just uh, learning your position all the way and learning not just your position, but the whole play itself that we're running and how the defense is set up against you. It's just understanding football itself. Well, just because, you know, I said I was down with that film, uh, once, once it becomes, you know, to – Y'all can get access to it. I know it may be a while. Jennifer's going through a lot. She's feeling real bad and sick, and her papa's in bad shape. So, not sure when it'll get up there. But you know, you you girls should you know should watch it as much as as you need to. Not because of what happened there. I just said I was done with it because I'm done with that team. I moved on. But you can always learn from watching film and watching yourself. And, and not only that, you know what I learned the most from watching film was, hey, is at, at the time when I first started as a sophomore, I was not the worst player. I was the weakest link because I had the least amount of experience and was sort of scared. I knew the plays the least of anybody. But I was probably the weakest link because of that. But once I became confident, in, in everything that I did and, and knew, that's what you heard me say at practice the other day, when I call a play, don't look at me and say, is that this, that, and other. You have to know that. Once it sinks in, as soon as that play is called, you automatically know what your job is. You're no longer in a, a, a weak link. You, you're a strong link. And once those strong links become all in there, you know, we all uh, – we all become one, you know, and and that's when I became a when I got to watching that became real confident in myself. Then I would start to look. Hey, once I get my person blocked, maybe I need to you know help this person a little, or you know maybe it was like, hey, I'm faster off the ball than them. I can chip to help them and still get my person. 
that's the kind of stuff you learn once you keep watching that film. You know, we we try. Here's the thing. I try not to move linemen around. Really, I do. I know we have a lot this year because we really we haven't found our groove of who plays who, and we haven't had enough to really play who we wanted to wear. But, you know, now we've got Nicole playing over there beside of you. Probably going to leave her right there. Stephanie's playing beside of her. Not sure. You know, we usually put Jennifer can play anywhere along those lines. Once you get all that that passed, and once you get, you know what Nicole's going to do. You can talk to her. She knows what you're going to do. She can go the line after the first play and say, hey, this girl's really strong. Can you just, just chip a little bit? If it ain't nothing but you laying a hand, maybe slow that person down to help her. That's things you learn along the way through games, through game film, through communication with her that you learn that I can't tell you. You know, that you just have to figure out on your own. Now, how many times do you hear me say that? Girls, you got to find your way through a lot of this on your own. That's the kind of stuff mm-hmm. that you and her have to decide out there. You know, you can say, hey, I can I can give you a hand, but I can't leave my person. Or, yeah, you know, like that person down there was weak. Hey, uh, you can handle them. I can go on. That's the kind of stuff that you got to know you can do. I can't tell you to do. I can see it and say, give you an idea, but you you fumble your way through that. You learn that through games, through practice, and through watching film and the communication with you and her. So if she can play there and stay healthy and you can play there and stay healthy, then that just makes one big strong link. If I have to move her and have to put somebody else over there, maybe beside other than Jennifer, then somebody else is sort of going to be not knowing, I ain't going to say they're not good enough, and I'm not going to say they might not be better than Nicole, but they may not know how you do. You sure don't know how she does, so that don't make y'all a better tandem. You see what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. there's there's a big difference there, and, and that's the thing. You know, the biggest thing for us over the years that I've had this organization, this team going, is the lack of the amount of games that the offensive line has played together. Last year, last year, we played two and a half, I think. Two and a half games with the same line is all in nine games. The year before that, even though we won the championship, every other week it was like we were mixing up the line. That is hard to do. It's hard to get a rhythm. It's hard for these running backs to get a read. Everybody blocks different. Everybody has a different strategy. You know, you may go to, if me and you leave going to my house, we left Indian Trail the other day, there's two or three different ways to get there. We may take different routes. We wind up at the same place. So you see what I'm saying? All that matters. You learn that through practice, communication, watching this film, during games, you and her talking stuff out, you know, and and you'll find that, man, those people, you'll find yourself. I know when I when I played, no matter where I went on the field, no matter where I went in the locker room, no matter where I went to the sideline or whatever, 
I always found my way close to the person that played beside me. And it was and always and it, it just always ends up that way, almost like a magnet because you're you're like you want to talk. Hey, you know what what do you see here? Do you do you need me to help you? Because I could go on and really help here and blah blah blah. You see that that stuff's the kind of stuff that I can't teach you. You know that's the kind of stuff that you have to learn on your own. Now. You being a new player, her being a really new player, it, it's tough. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. It's tough. And that's what I was telling those other two girls, you know, those two new girls. And they was looking like a deer in the headlights. And we were just trying to give them a little bit of the basics. And, and I said, look, man, you're coming in too late. These girls have been here for a long time other than Nicole. But Nicole came and, and watched that whole blue-gray game. Then she went home with a load of homework that very day. And the next time she came, she did her homework, and she knew a lot that was already going on. The next week, she was in full pads, and, uh, you know, we practiced and got her more up to speed. She set out the first series of the game in Nashville, then she played the rest of the game. So, you know, even though, like I said, I'm not saying she's better or worse than anybody he was to put over there, but the difference is you and her may gel more than anybody else we put over there because of your strength, her weakness, vice versa. The communication is better. Y'all have a better understanding of that thing. So that's why you try to leave your linemen, your offensive linemen, play in that one spot. Make sure they get that everything down pat before you start moving them to do anything else. Yeah, and I think uh, it does make a big difference, too, because, like like you said, we build a chemistry, and we started talking in the game. Like, I was recognizing the person that was defending her. I'm, like, letting her know, like, hey, she, I can help you because I don't really have anybody. And she was, like, wasn't giving me any type of, like, uh, I guess the issue at that time wasn't giving me any type of restraint where I needed to, like, just focus on her. Um, I think me and her were already building that. And, I mean, starting in practice, we was building it and leading into uh, Stephanie and her communication. I think our uh, I think our, team, our line is definitely starting to grow. And uh, it's going to continue to grow. Hopefully the two girls, we, the new recent two girls we just got, they'll continue to, like, I mean, I've been talking to them, telling them to, like, continue to push through. I know it's a lot. Like you said, they are coming in at a at a, at a late time. But, I mean, we appreciate it. And we hope – I just hope that they just get on board and uh, try to withstand everything and stick through it. And I think we'll be definitely uh, a powerful line. Well, you know, for for me, it, it's these girls. Trust me, I'm I'm glad to have them. I mean, it's not like we got a bunch of linemen locking down our door uh, to play. So I'm really blessed and grateful to have them. I I just want them to understand that I'm not expecting anything from them right now or in the near future. You know what I'm saying? What I am expecting is is later on in the year. Now, trust me, I'd like to get them in some game experience, but, I mean, we all know how that goes. It goes depends on how the flow of the game goes and, and all that. But 
you know, I, I want them to be, you know, down the road, you know, some when uh, we start getting some games under us and we start getting, you know, more confident or in them and, and we need, re- you know, some rest from, from other players and stuff, that's when I need to be able to turn to them and say, hey, are you ready? It, it's time. Let's see what you got. So, you know, they just need to understand it for now. Just getting caught up to what the plays are and knowing the ins and outs of football and getting in shape. Neither one of them are in shape. They're not used to doing anything. Uh, All that they can change. All that is in their hands. That has nothing to do with me or you or any of the coaches or anything. That's all up to them. And that's stuff they can do on their own. So, you know, I'm – Look, like I said, I'm, I'm glad they're here. Um, you know, we need them. We need bodies. We need linemen. We need bigger bodies, um, you know, for a lot of these girls to be able to play defense. But for now, I just need them to to bond in here, to gel as a team, to understand that, hey, the only way you're going to succeed here is through hard work. And the day you don't want to put in any hard work, is the day you just need to move on. And, you know, I want them to grasp that. I want them to take it and run and do like you and do like Steph and turn that leaf and turn that page and and, and watch yourself on film and, and say, hey, I've got to get better. I want to be better. I want to be the rookie of the year on this team. I want to win a championship. I want to win everything. That's the kind of stuff they have to do. You know that. I know that. They have to know that. That's that's where mm-hmm. we're going to be uh, expecting them to rise to the occasion. So it's going to be, for me, honestly, it's going to be uh, quite a long time before I even expect anything from them, you know, uh, other than just working hard and, and getting up to speed. But as far as relying on them to have to come in the game to – relieve you or something, it would have to be a really good or a really bad situation, you know? <laughs> yeah, sir. I definitely do. Because, I mean, we, we have been putting in a lot of work. A lot of work. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't know how many, I think I missed one practice since New Year's. And, I mean, like I said, it's just, just having the will and wanting to get after it. Yeah, well, that's you know what? That's the only way we're gonna we're gonna win and succeed. But hey, I appreciate you calling in, wishing me happy birthday, and talking. I think I got somebody else on the line wanting to talk. I think she extended this for a few minutes. So hey, you have a good one. I'll uh, I'll see you this weekend. All right, coach. You have a good one. Okay, thank you, Jessica Henderson, folks. All right. Who was that on there now? Hey, Coach. It's Mindy. I was just going to call and say happy birthday. Hey, Mindy. What's going on? Oh, just getting home from work just a little bit ago. Yeah, well, I appreciate the happy birthday. I'll tell you like I told the other two. Hey, I'm getting old. I try to (laughs) forget these things, man. For sure, for sure. Uh, well, I told you earlier, I'm sure you still feel like a fresh uh, spring chicken, so it's all about how you feel. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> there's, there's days, you know, I guess it's like the old people say, you know, days you feel really good and days you feel really bad. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I just hate the thoughts of getting old. I was telling my stepdad today, I swear it just seems like not long ago I was wishing I was 18, and now I'm wishing I, I wish I could be 18 again, you know, and it just seems like the years fly by and 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 where they go once you get to a certain age, it's like they they just fly by. I was telling uh, Taylor the same thing tonight. She was talking about she's ready to graduate and stuff, and I'm like, don't rush it. You enjoy this. This is the prime of your life. <laughs> I was like, the older you get, the harder it gets. It's like life's uh, definitely not going to get any easier as time goes by. Absolutely, I, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's unreal, you know, of of how times change and and how things change and you know different chapters of your life and um, all that. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, life is like is like a big book, and you know, you go through different phases of it and different chapters, and you know, in a, I'll tell you something, in a million years. Listen, if if you would have knew me when I was young, I'm telling you, my mom used to say, "Is football all you care about, son?" And I and it was really. I mean, when I when we were out school, it didn't matter if it was raining or if it's snowing or if it's a hundred degrees or what. I was going around the neighborhood, getting up a bunch of boys just to play football, and most of them wouldn't play because honestly, I I break bones and. And all that because I didn't know not to play hard. You know, that's just the way I – so I couldn't hardly ever get them to play. But well, I'd always manage to get a few of them. And they'd play – I'd have to play four or five of them, you know. And, and you know, but in a million years, I'd never dream that, you know, I'd have a, a women's football team. Well, and look at us now. <laughs> Yeah, I never would have dreamed I, I would have been playing football. Well, that's what I'm saying, you know. I mean, can you just imagine you growing up, you wanting to play when you're in high school and things of that nature, and, and then all of a sudden you find out that there there's a women's team you can play on, and, um, you know, then there's the, not just that. Just think of the amount of women out there. I mean, you think of all the teams that are out there, and all the players on those teams and all the players that have done retired and have came and played, I mean, this is a – I know nobody really knows about it. And, and you know, I met with the guy this past weekend, and, and um, we're working on something. And, and it, you know, that was my biggest thing was, you know, he said he, – he could tell when he talked to me, he said, you know, he said, I feel a little um, something in your your voice that – you're not happy. I said, no, I'm not, man. I said, these girls put in a lot of hard work. I said, we got a good organization and we got a good team. And the fact that our community, not just our community, but every community has really not, you know, gathered around and, and grasped the fact that they have good teams all over the United States in every state and a lot of these cities and, and took them in. It does frustrate me, you know, because you girls go out there and, and put in the, as, as the work like the guys do. I mean, you don't put in as much because it's not your job, you know. It, it's more of a hobby, and, 
and but still you put in the work and you go play and you and you do the mother thing and you work and and you do all the things everybody else does plus you play football and you know good football at that I mean it it's really good football and the fact that these communities don't uh, you know get behind us it does frustrate me yeah, I mean, I've been I've been involved. I started playing the first year I played was 2008, um, and I have a total I think eight eight actual seasons I played under my belt. And you know, when I tell people that I meet, you know, that I play women's football, they're like, "There's women's football." It's like still like this top secret thing. And I'm like, "How do we not know? <laughs> like, how do people not know? I don't understand." And it's like they're missing out on this whole other world of you know this hidden gem of football, you know, uh, that's the thing that gets frustrating for me. Cause I'm just like, how is it that people don't know? And why is it that people in the community aren't getting behind these women's teams? You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it's frustrating. Well, you know, we've got Wendy Sweeney on, on board with, with our league and our team and stuff. And, and she, she's really working hard and, and Wendy is, is, uh, you know, hasn't never met a stranger and can talk to anybody. Yeah. And and I, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody that she didn't like or had anything bad to say about anybody. You know, unlike me and and that nature. But she she's going to all these meetings and she meets this guy that that I'm talking to and and she talk and he's like and he lives in Bristol or somewhere. And he's like never heard of it. You know then. He gets to digging around. He says, "Wow, I can't believe I've never heard of this." You know, I mean, the, the, she shows him the, the picture of us in Titan Stadium and shows him the picture of us playing in uh, the castle and all the things we do in the community. And and it's another. He said, "This is unbelievable." And and that's the part for me, you know, for for not for me, but for you girls that that's frustrating. And I told him, you know. Well, we're going to play our home games this year. When I played in high school, now listen, I, I'm a, I'm ashamed to say this, but I'm not ashamed because I give everything I had when I played. But my high school football team won from the time I was a sophomore till I was a senior, won one football game. Not one a year, one. Now, that that's terrible. I'm, I'm ashamed of that except for the fact that I give 110% of every single game. And I know when I walked off there that I left everything I had on the field. My whole point is this, Mindy, is it was sold out every Friday night. We were terrible, and it was sold out every Friday night. We didn't play good. Our team, we didn't have good players. We just played terrible. I mean, it was real conservative. You just run it, pun it. I mean, it was like you never real, you know, the coaches never, I know you didn't have the players, but you still, it was like we never really tried to get after it. I told that guy, I said, hey, we play hard. I said, there's not a conservative bone in my body. We don't punt much. We play hard. We get after it. And I said, there ain't hardly anybody in the stands. And I said, that drives me literally crazy. And it's and listen, it's every, it's not just our team. Everywhere we go, it's the Everywhere. same thing. You know, I went to the first year that before Jennifer ever started playing football. No, I take that back. She played one year. Between her playing that year and us 
starting this team. We went to the IWFL Championships in Rock Hill, South Carolina. The Pittsburgh Passion played the team out of Houston. Laura Cantu was the quarterback. And she, they came over there, and the Pittsburgh brought a pretty decent crowd. It was at a small college. The stands still were almost bare. And, you know, that was a really good team and a really yeah. good game. And and I, I just remember, you know, thinking, wow, I mean, this is just unreal. And that, for me, for you girls, for the amount of work that we put in, that, you know, for the team, you girls put in for the team, you practice, you you play through injuries, unlike these guys in the pros in college. Um, you know, you play with things going on that they couldn't even imagine, you know. Um, and you do all that just because you love it. And, you know, I would love for one time, one time, just to see the reaction of what, you know, would happen when you girls would take the field with a sold-out crowd in that stadium. I mean, it, it's amazing, you know, and and, that, yeah. and I told that guy, I said, for me, that's the biggest thing. And it's not about the fact that we can't afford to pay y'all. It's not about that. It's about the you getting rewarded by people for the for the amount of effort and, and the love of the game that you put in when most kids only play because their parents want them to. And they still right. practice that. That, that literally drives me crazy, and, you know, that was one of my biggest things to him is, is that's what I want to change is I want to I want to be able to get people there to, to see the product, not just our team, but like the Gators. You know, they're going to be coming to play us at our place. And I said it earlier on my show, they got well, maybe one of the best players in all of football that plays for them. That running back, she could play on any team, man. She's that good. Why shouldn't these people be there to see it? You know, to see how good we are and how good they are. That that's what right. would be amazing. I don't know. I wish I I wish I had an answer or like a magic wand so that I could wave to, you know, really get people um, interested and invested in it. Because you know, I along with everybody else who has played or over the years has played and you know aged out and retired. You know, it's a it's a big sacrifice that you make. And, yeah, it's for, you know, your own personal, you know, ability to be able to play and the love of the game. But how gratifying it would be to know that, you know, you have really, like, put women's football on the map. And I know, like, it, it's gotten closer because people do know a little bit more about women's football than they had in the beginning. Um, you know, when I first started playing, like, it was just unheard of. And people looked at me like I was crazy. Um, I got asked several times if I was like, you know, in some type of domestic abuse situation because I had bruises after games and stuff. Um, and, you know, I tell them that I played football and they're just like, no, you don't, you know, are you serious? And, you know, I don't even, I don't know if it's like this for anybody else. Some people are very lucky. They have like a support system with their family, but, you know, I, I've never even had the support of my own family to play the game. <laughs> So it's truly for the love of the game, um, and it has been this whole time for me. But I would love to be able to see, like, women's football be put on the map, you know, before I'm old and crusty and on a walker. <laughs> well, that you know, that, 
mean, you know, and that, that's what I told this guy. I said, look, if I, I just like for y'all to, I mean, listen, this team, this organization, I mean, we won more games last year than I won the whole time I was in high school. I mean, it played, played less games in one year, you know, and um, for me, me personally, I mean, listen, my I'm old. My days are over and gone of playing. But my want to and the will for you girls to experience what I experienced still looms larger than it ever has. And like I said, you know, for for me personally to to be able to to let you girls play in front of a crowd that that every seat is taken, that you know, to have two good teams out there battling it out. I mean, like when the Gators beat us last year in the championship game, but that was a game from start to finish. And had the stands been full, they would have been on their feet from start to finish. That's what I'm saying. There's nowhere, I don't care if it's pros, I don't care if it's college, I don't care if it's the best high school level or whatever, there's not a game that you could go to that was more exciting or a better game to watch than that game was. And just because yeah. it's women, you shouldn't have to suffer from it because the people don't know. You know, that's the thing. I, I, I told the guy the other day, he said, well, what happens if you get them there? I said, if I can get them there one time, they're hooked. You know, I yeah. mean, my, my my dad and my stepmom have never missed one of our home games. You know, and they really don't know anything about football. But they like it. You know what I mean? They... They they like to come watch. They they know who Jim is. They know who uh, some of the girls are. They don't know my name. They know my numbers. And I say, man, that girl's big. That girl can hit. Well, I hate to get tackled by her. You know, they really like it. And then they tell somebody else, and they come, and I never even knew. Man, you can't even tell them it's women out there. You know, so they they just love that, that it's football, and they're not even football fans, and they'll tell you. I'd much rather go watch them women play than boys. They play a lot harder, you know. So where's that going to catch, you know? How long or when or where is that going to catch on for everybody? And, you know, that's where I guess the marketing part of it is, is you know, taking a back seat because nobody that, that has money or has access to money or connections to money has bought in on it yet. And I think... You know, if that ever happens, I I think I don't I don't know if they'll ever really get paid, or or what that supplement might be. I'm not sure, but I think at that point is when it's going to start really taking presence of stuff. I mean, if you see if you pay attention to some of the crap that they show on ESPN two, and we can't get any coverage. You, you would be amazed. I mean, it would make you sick of of some of this stuff, sports that they cover on ESPN2, and you're thinking, really? This is the boringest thing, and you've never even heard of it. Who's even heard of it? Yeah. And yet we're playing a, a sport that is the n- number one sport in America, football. Listen, the AAF, that new league, went head-to-head with the NBA on several occasions and blew them out of the water. Football is the number one sport in America, man. And just because it's women, nobody knows or we can't get coverage, why is that? And I think if that ever happens, Mandy, 
that that's when the door's going to be open. Hey, maybe, you know what, it may not be in your time. Maybe by then Taylor will want to play or be a part of it, and you can still be a part of it just at a different role, you know. Yeah, that's the way I kind of look at it because it's not always about the instant gratification of it. I've definitely learned that over the years. Um, you know, I just I'm hopeful, and, you know, I pray that it gets there because, you know, I want that there for, like, my daughters and their daughters, you know, to come, to be able to have the opportunity to play and to play, like, at a at a high and elite level because girls don't girls don't get raised up in football like boys do. It doesn't work like that. I mean, there are a few here and there, but it's it's not really a culture yet to where girls are playing at the peewee level and then continue on through junior high and high school. You know, it's very rare that you see that happening. Yeah, it's you know I'm I'm hopeful that you know for um, you know we can pave the way for for all these younger girls and you know it'd be great to. Like when we do this camp for these uh, these Girl Scout girls, is to get Nevaeh to come and and be a part of that camp. You know, she's at the age of probably what most of them are going to be, and uh, you know maybe get her started. And you know we're we're hoping to get. I mean, and listen, it it all takes time, man. And and listen, everybody's is time is spread so thin. But you know we got to make time. Uh, we're hoping to, you know, to start the uh, around around the area or, or Junior Thunder or or something, you know, even if it's a seven on seven or eight on eight to get these girls some experience playing at a younger age. By the time they get to be in high school, fifteen or sixteen, they could join the team and play. That would be really cool. Yeah, so you know we're we're trust me, man. I'm doing everything I can to 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 help us out and grow this sport. But I, I'm just one person, you know, and it takes multiple people that are willing to work just as hard as me to to you know to get that done. And it, it's it's a really tough job. Well, we definitely appreciate that everything that you do, um, and. Definitely want you to have, like, a really good birthday. I know, like, I've held you over. I don't know if we're going to get in trouble for talking too much. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we appreciate everything you do, and I hope that you've had a good birthday. Well, Mandy, I appreciate you calling in, and I, I hope you all are looking forward to the uh, game on the 30th as much as I am and as sad as I am. I, um, you know, it's just 11 days away. It just seems like the, it's been forever, so but it seems like uh, just right around the corner, but uh, hey, thanks for calling. Thanks for wishing me happy birthday and and being a part of this team. We got something special and uh, with this team and you girls, and uh, I hope to keep it going. Absolutely. Well, have a good night, Coach. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks, Mindy. All right, folks. There was Mindy Jenkins. She's a defensive tackle for the Tri City Thunder. Mindy's been playing football for several years, and she's actually played in West Virginia and on several different teams. And uh, um, she she's a pioneer and uh, in football and and has a lot of knowledge. And um, she 
she's a really good player and could be great. She really could. So, uh, 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 she, she's got it all in her hands. But, uh, folks, I, I really want to thank you for listening tonight. Thank those girls for calling in. Um, we ain't going to get in trouble. Uh, she extended the show for us, so, um, she likes it when we talk a lot of football, and, uh, I do too. And speaking of her, it's a BJ there with JC Hawk Sports Network. I appreciate you for uh, doing this and giving us this great opportunity to promote and push women's football and, and these teams across the country. And, you know, if we had more folks like you and, and these girls, and uh, it would be, it would be great to see everybody get the just they deserve. So, um, uh, Thank you for that, and thank you for um, always being here for us and uh, for doing the show. And uh, with that, folks, I'm going to say good night. Remember to keep Jennifer and her family in your prayers. She's going to need it over the next few days and weeks, I'm sure, and uh, um, I really appreciate you. Thanks for listening.